Hello and welcome to the Small Town Tourist Podcast, where we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great. I'm your host, Abby Graves, and today we're hanging out with Hales Nation, a recording artist from central Minnesota. I was first turned on to Haley's music about a year ago when she put out her first full-length album. I was working closely with Miller Auto in St. Cloud at the time, and some of her co-workers had sent me over a link to her music. They're like, you gotta check it out. She's doing a big album release party. I listened to it, and I really loved her sound. It was something unique, something I never really heard before in all the music listening that I've done my entire life, and I was just really blown away by it. And recently, I turned on my Spotify New Music Friday playlist, and her new song, Sorry for Myself, popped up, and I was just once again blown away by her work. So I'm really excited for you to get to know Hales Nation a little bit better. Please go follow her wherever you listen to music and go check out her new song, Sorry for Myself. Here's Haley, Hales Nation. Then we all this little town has got its ups and it's got its downs but growing up somewhere else around wouldn't be this place yeah that's my hometown <laughs> well welcome to my horrendously messy sewing room at the moment it's uh oh, no undergoing a little renovation at the moment i just got a new job so i'm setting up a home office and this room is uh gonna need to be gutted and start all over but <laughs> I feel yeah that'll be a fun project though yeah it will it's just uh gonna be a slow work in progress project we'll just start this like I start with everyone else tell me your name where you're from and what you do awesome my name is Haley uh my stage name is Hales Nation I've been in St. Cloud since very late 2015 so it's kind of climbing up there on the years I'm originally from like more of the Albertville area. So when I decided to move out of my parents' house, I just hiked it up here because that's where everybody was going. <laughs> and I checked it out, started making music in about 2017 when I just decided, screw it, I'm just going to try and do it myself. And I just kind of figured it out. <laughs> 2017, I feel like that was kind of the era where everyone kind of realized, wait a minute, I don't need a whole production crew behind me. I need yep. someone to help me, but I can do the bulk of it on my own. Yeah, I'm surprised that I even had the patience because like music, mixing and mastering, it takes a lot of practice. <laughs> it is a tedious process. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So originally from Albertville and just all your friends were up here going to school or how? why St. Cloud? Why was everyone in your life migrating here? Well, I actually only spent like the last two years of my high school in the Albertville area. I grew up in Big Lake. Okay. And a lot of the people in Big Lake really liked St. Cloud because it was either you go to Maple Grove or St. Cloud. And at the time, St. Cloud was really cheap to live. And I had already graduated from college at that point. I went to a quick two-year program for graphic design. And then I was like, maybe I'll just go back. And then I moved up here and never went back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Big dreams that didn't exactly pan out, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> How lucky Sorry. to go for graphic design because that's something you definitely need in the music industry. It's something people don't think about, but it's something you definitely need. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, the first couple of years out of graduating, I was like, did I just waste all my money and my time on that? Because like I had such a problem with the idea of going and working for some company and making some logos that I didn't really like or wasn't passionate about. I always wanted to do more like entertainment graphic design. And then it kind of just bled in with the music. And I was like, well, perfect way to try it out is on myself. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's talk about how your music career started. When did you realize you wanted to make music? Have you always been musically inclined? Did you grow up playing instruments? Yeah, I mean, I was the big dreaming kid. 
I remember seeing Nick Jonas on TV for the first time and he's only a year older than me. So I'm like, well, if he could do it, I can do it. So, I mean, I was really shy about it, like all my teen years, like just playing an acoustic guitar in my bedroom, not letting anyone hear my songs, just them all piling up in a folder. And then, yeah, once the internet got the way it was, I just saw tons of people that I knew doing it. And I'm like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. So, you know, you go spend 300 bucks and you got everything you need. And yeah, I took a lot of patience and a lot of years, but I mean, the first song I ever put out, I recorded on GarageBand and it was playing on the radio stations. <laughs> That's so cool. I know. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I just keep doing it. That's the dream though. Like everyone's first song, they're like, I need it on the radio. And the fact that yours ended up on the radio is really impressive. I know. It was kind of crazy. It was some like... I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it was based out of Chicago and it was um, like an internet station, but they had it on a rotation loop for like two months. <laughs> That's insane. I know. I was like, what the heck? So I guess that was the kick that I needed to keep going. Have you always been kind of the more rap R&B style or you saw Nick Jonas? Was there some pop influence? How did the whole genre show up? I feel like that influence is starting to show up more now, like in my newest stuff. But I felt like I don't know why I necessarily thought I had to rap. Like I always thought that I wasn't a good singer. So I'm like, well, I like to talk. So maybe I can rap. And it was a lot easier to mix and master rap than like singing and layered as I got more used to working with this stuff. But like, I don't know why I thought I had to rap at the time, like NF was coming out and I just saw this whole new side to rap and hip hop that I'm like, that's a whole angle that I relate to more so than a lot of the radio stuff that you hear. I feel like I grew, I I've always known that I can't sing. I was told at a very young age, Maybe you should take wood shop instead of choir. But <laughs> I remember when uh, Pink Friday by Nicki Minaj came out, that album. I'm oh. like, I can be a rapper, too. And that dream lasted for a month until I realized, no, girl, you can't rap either. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot harder than it seems. Like when you hear somebody who's really talented at rapper, like rapping, it's just so effortless. And you're like, oh, they're just talking over music. No. <laughs> no, there's so much more going on. I feel like your brain has to be working at like a million miles an hour to get a good quality rap out. And that's one that you probably have written, not just a freestyle. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think a lot of freestylers might lie about it, but like <laughs> some of them can. But I'm like, I don't know how you do that and have it make sense. Like you can rhyme, but some of these raps that I hear, I'm like, holy cow, don't even tell me that just came out of you now. <laughs> That's not how this works. <laughs> so uh, your music making process, how exactly does it work for you? I know it's probably different for every single song and every single beat, but do you usually start with a beat? Do you start with lyrics? How does that work for you? Um, it really kind of depends, like you said, but usually what happens to me is I'll be like in a loop of just like listening to instrumentals and then I get one line will come out like one sentence and I'm like that's the song and then the whole song writes itself from that point okay so I mean I tend to be kind of like a um conceptual writer so like my whole album tells the story from the first track to the last so that's kind of how I like to write like projects but singles I don't know where they come from <laughs> they come from you know? the heart <laughs> yeah 
I'm kind of in an experimental phase right now because I'm kind of trying to try other things aside from hip hop and just kind of see what I like best and what fits me best. Well, we're kind of at a beautiful age in music right now where you don't necessarily need to tie yourself to one genre. I mean, look at Taylor Swift. Look at Shania Twain. These people are massive stars and they've kind of dabbled in a little bit of everything. Oh, my gosh. I know. Speaking of Taylor Swift, at that in that 2017 era when um, Reputation came out, that was when I first started making music, too. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like everyone's just changing it up. <laughs> yeah, definitely a monumental time. So you mentioned uh, you're a conceptual writer. Your album tells the story start to finish, and I can concur. It, the album you put out, was it last year in 2022? Yeah, it was April. I can't believe it's already been almost a year already. From the first track, when I first heard it, because it got sent to me by uh, some of your old coworkers at Miller Auto, they sent yeah. it over my way, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to take a listen to this. And uh, right away, you start out talking astrology on it, <laughs> which is in my wheelhouse. I know nothing, <laughs> but I love astrology. <laughs> so, good. so can you tell me just a little bit more about uh, that whole project in itself? And I want to know more about that first track on it as well. So where that comes from is I'm big into astrology, too. And um, 2019, I fell in love with it, and it was more so like I wanted to know everything the whole birth chart, all the signs, houses, and all that stuff. And I found one astrologer that I loved on YouTube, and she was selling readings. So I bought one from her. And when you're from 27 to 30, you go through what's called a Saturn return. And I was heading up to that point. My life was getting really chaotic. So I was like, I need somebody to tell me what's going to happen to me in the next three years because I'm feeling like it's getting crazy. And so... All of those snippets from her are just her, like, giving major bits and pieces of what was to come. So I spent, like, two years writing that album, and I would write a song, and it would remind me of something she said in the reading, so I would use her narration as I was really going through it. And it's crazy, because now that it's, like, a year later, and I'm almost at the end of the Saturn return... It's so much more accurate now than it was even when I put it out. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. And I love the way that you put it together, just how it started crystal clear. You know, this is a reading. But by the time the end of that track hits, it's like chaotic. Things are layered over each other. You don't know what you should actually be listening for. I feel like every sentence is ping ponging around in my skull as it's playing. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like this most days. <laughs> right. That's like literally what my head sounds like all the time. <laughs> like I probably should be medicated for this, but this is what it normally <laughs> sounds like up here. <laughs> yep. But yeah. such a cool, cool way to start the whole album. And then just give me a little bit of over overview on the rest of the tracks, because for people who haven't listened to it, I think they definitely should. Well, thanks for that. I really like the intro track on how it's kind of just like the reading. And then the first track, Catalyst, was actually a song that I wrote like right when the lockdown started. And it was weird because I didn't know where a lot of those lyrics were coming from inside of me. And then to see what ended up happening later, because that was like me almost like knowing that like stuff's about to go down. And then like how I have that attitude where it's like, oh, I'm here to conquer it. And then it's like I kind of just get like beat up as the album goes on. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like every track you kind of get those emotions as it's slowly like going downhill but then it kind of ends more on like an optimistic note to like where I'm headed. I love that you can follow the theme of astrology and just kind of going through it in general from start to finish on the album. I just think you did a fantastic job with it. 
Thank you. I was kind of nervous to put it out because, like, if people don't have any sort of knowledge about astrology, they're probably like, what the heck is going on right now? But, like, <laughs> there's standalone tracks if you don't get it. You found your target audience with me right here. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear that because I, I'm always like, did you know that Venus is conjunct the sun right now? Like, and they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and I, I always rattle those things off, and then people are like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know, but I read it on the internet, and are you feeling yeah. a little crazy? It's got to be true. Yeah, and then when you say I read it on the internet, everyone's like, what? Yeah, there goes all my credibility right out the yeah. window. <laughs> that's where we hear everything, though. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's literally everyone gets everything from the internet. It shouldn't feel like a fake statement anymore. Yeah, everyone lives in their own algorithm anyway. Exactly. <laughs> So how did you get the stage name Hales Nation? Where'd that come from? You know, what's really funny is I've been asked that before and it took me a while to remember exactly where it came from because like my nickname growing up, my parents always called me Hales. And then I was writing a song that I actually never like finished or anything that I called Hales Nation. And I'm like, well, why don't I just use that as my name? Because I was just going to go by my name. But I'm like, no. And then I tried to search Hales Nation. And I realized not a single person ever has had that name. I'm like, okay, well, that works then. That's kind of the battle these days is that you could have the idea for the coolest name, but you hop over on Instagram and there's like four versions of it with different numbers at the end of it. I know. I'm like, geez. I know it's a good sign if I can have Hales Nation with no numbers as my Instagram handle. Yeah. Secure those domains. Yeah. <laughs> Pull a full Kardashian and trademark everything. I know. I know. I really should trademark it, actually. So I heard your new song came out just a couple weeks ago. Sorry for myself. And I was actually on my Spotify New Music Friday thing. It populated there. And I'm like, wait a minute. She put out a new song. I was so excited. And it's so good. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Like, it's definitely a little bit of a change but also kind of not because I did have some pop rock going on in my album, but I feel like you can feel that life is less chaotic now in that song than based off of my album. There's a little bit more of a calmness to it. It's not a, necessarily a calm song, but there's a calmness to it. Yeah, where it's like she kind of knows what she's doing a little bit more. <laughs> but yeah, great song. Where did the concept for that one come from? Honestly, the chorus came to me first and I was like, wow, you know what? How many how many times am I going to sit around and say, quit feeling sorry for yourself and just do something about it? Like, that's kind of where the concept came from. And I'm like, well, that's really relatable. So, because a lot of times I write songs for myself. Well, it's like if I go through like a breakup or something, the song is for me to scream, sing in the car to get over it. And if anybody else can relate to it, that's great. (laughs) Taylor Swift has made a career out of that. So (laughs) just follow the pattern. (laughs) I have been called the Taylor Swift of rap a few times, but I'm not. Nothing wrong with that. I like that Taylor Swift owns her flaws. Like she goes, I know you hate this about me, but like. (laughs) Sucks to suck. Deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. And then she just puts it in a song and she's genius for doing that. Sorry for myself fantastic song is it going to be part of a bigger project down the road are you going to kind of do the same thing you did last time or you release a few songs as singles and an album comes out or is this just kind of a here's some art enjoy it at the moment I think I might just leave it as a standalone I mean I'm kind of like would really like an EP of that type of music so maybe that might be the case but I don't know I'm kind of just riding the wave for it it's a little bit of a beta test for me to be honest Because I wrote and finished that song, like, in the shortest span that I ever released anything. 
How long did it take you? From writing to recording to release, probably like a month and a half. Wow, that's fast turnaround time. Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm like, I guess we see where it goes. So are you still all production on your own? Do you have like a studio space set up in your house or are you working with someone on that? Um, Yeah, I'm actually, you can't really see it, but I'm sitting in my little den in my apartment. Yeah, as long as you have a good program and a good mic, you can really get it done anywhere as long as you don't have super loud background. So that's kind of nice these days. I don't make beats at the moment just simply because the amount of ADHD that kicks in when I start doing that. Like people that produce beats amaze me because I'm like, how do you have the choice of literally a million sounds and you're going to find five of them that work together out of that? I feel like I would never get anything done if I did that. Same. Say my squirrel brain would take over hardcore. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I love these drums, but it sounds like crap with that guitar. But I like that guitar. Like you can't put it together. And yeah, so I just I work with like four or five different producers and stuff just gets sent to me. And as soon as I hear something, it's just like lighting a match. And then there it goes. So where are those producers based out of? Are they local from Minnesota or just people you've met in the industry? Most of them are I've never even met in person. We just found each other online and, you know, it's just kind of like it's crazy how much the Internet just makes everything so much easier. Like I hear like five beats that they posted online and then the next thing you know, I've been using their beats for five years. Wow, (laughs) that's crazy. I know. It's kind of nice. It's nice for them and for me because it's like they know they're making a little money. I'm getting what I need. Everything's good. Yeah, everyone can have their creative juices flowing and arts being made. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice because I know those producers know the sound that I'm going for. So that really helps, too. So who would you say your biggest musical influences are kind of at the moment right now going more in this kind of like pop rock route? Halsey is a huge huge one um you can't always like hear it sonically in my music but lyrically she like really changed how I write music and I remember watching interviews even back in 2017 when I first started and she kind of writes music the same way as I do like she hears a beat writes it songs done like she doesn't go to the studio and write 100 songs and then pick 20 of them like she knows when her album's done and I'm like well at least I'm not the only one that does that because I felt like it's kind of lazy sometimes <laughs> you know if Michelangelo can paint the Sistine Chapel ceiling on his back lazy isn't even a thing <laughs> right I feel like you just know when you know with art yeah for sure you just um Halsey yeah Halsey's a big one NF was a really big one when I first started and honestly this is something I haven't talked about too publicly yet but I really want to make an album where I'm a superhero soon so that NF style would really come into that and I want to, like, build a costume and, like, do all that. Oh, my gosh. That would be so fun. <laughs> I'm kind of a Marvel geek, so I got to express that somehow. <laughs> well, and just think of all the cool, like, promo shoots you can do and outfit changes in the middle of sets. Like, Oh, my gosh. And just, like, a black and gold cape. Are you serious? Oh, like, <laughs> yes. Some shiny lame. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like... I couldn't even tell you an artist that did something like that either. I know. like, And I, I really love, like, I saw recently Hobson and a couple other bands. Just that cinema aspect to music, like making music videos fun to watch again. Like, that's something that's really important to me. And I really want to, like, in the future, spend a lot of time on visuals and stuff. Because there's just so much, like, to make your music like a movie. That's just, we need to bring those Michael Jackson vibes back. Yes. It's a lost art. 
I know. Nobody does it anymore. I mean, TikTok, people have such short attention spans nowadays, too. You just got to roll with it. But I feel like it's almost starting to kind of be on, like, the crest of that wave. Because Kelsey Ballerini just put out a 20-minute music video that featured six songs. She made a short film. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. Like, I feel like that needs to happen again. Like, bring back the golden age of MTV. I want a video that, at the end of it, I want to go, oh, wait, there's a song in that? (laughs) Right? I thought I just watched a movie. Exactly. I feel like podcasting is helping with that. Like, People all of a sudden just really like podcasting, which is a super long form content. Like if you can sit down and listen to a four hour Joe Rogan podcast, that's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You got to definitely be a very compelling person to yeah. have people retain their attention span for that long. But I know personally, I'm just a busy body. I'm always doing something. But also mm-hmm. I got to shut up the voices in my head. So I always have to have some form of audio in my ears. So that's what turned me into a podcast person. I'm like... I can't be the only one talking up here. I need to have other people having conversations up here to keep me focused. <laughs> I totally agree. I want to start one too, but I really got to like kind of, because of that same reason, I want to set it up in a way where I can talk about literally whatever. Yeah. That's kind of mine. The concept of the small town tourist was initially having people only talk about the towns that they come from. And I'm like, people don't just want to talk about towns. They have more stories and better stories than that. So we'll talk about the towns that they're from, but it's all about the cool stories coming out of those towns. Yeah, that's definitely a cool way to take it because it's like, I promise you, you don't want to listen to me for 40 minutes talk about Elberville and Big Lake. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> There's an outlet mall. and Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That was uh... <laughs> those were fun times. <laughs> I still I love the outlet mall. There. What store did you work at? Guess. Okay. In Old Navy. I was a mall employee at the Mall of America. See, that's intense. Yeah, I've made better choices. <laughs> and I, for whatever reason, thought Spencer's was the place to work in the Mall of America. Oh, yeah, that's some good experience, though. I bet you got stories for days. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> I worked with, honestly, my coworkers were just the coolest people. And I think that's why I wanted to work there, because I walked in there, I'm like, you guys seem like fun. <laughs> and they were. Yeah, they there's were great. no way a Spencer's employee is not going to be a fun time. Yeah, so... <laughs> It, definitely an interesting experience. I did not realize how big of a tourist destination the Mall of America was. Oh, yeah. I bet you see the like just people from all over because Minnesotans, it's boring. Yeah. We don't want to go there. We know how busy it is, but it's on the light rail from the airport. So that's the first place people will go. And oh, yeah. a lot of the times they don't speak English, which I don't have a problem with. It's just my issues. I don't speak any other language than English. And yeah, they head to the back of Spencer's and we all know what's in the back of Spencer's. <laughs> and I'm yep. trying to describe to the, they'll like bring me things like asking me what it is. And I'm like, I don't know how to say that in any other language. <laughs> You're like, I don't even feel comfortable telling you in my own. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being a mall I'm employee. Actually, ironically, I'm going to the Mall of America on Saturday. I'm going to see my favorite comedian. So that's kind of fun. Who's performing there? Um, Sam Tripley. Okay. Up at the comedy club on the fourth floor? Yep. Nice. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't really go see comedians, but ever since, like, the pandemic, I kind of got into them because they were putting out a lot of stuff, too, during right. that point. Yeah, good time for making art because there was nothing else better to do. Oh, exactly. So what do we kind of got on the docket for this coming spring, this coming summer? Music-wise, do you got anything else planned or are you just kind of kind of ride out the wave of sorry for myself? 
I'm going to do that for a little while, but I honestly, like, I never used to do any covers or anything, but I do have some kind of fun covers that I've people wouldn't expect for me to do soon. One Shania Twain one, actually, which will be really interesting. But I just want to put out songs that, like, people our age grew up to, forced upon by our parents, <laughs> and that we're all going to have, like, nostalgic feelings when we hear, like, 80s, 90s stuff. Like, it'll be fun to kind of do that and bring everyone back and try some new things, which will also help figure out my sound too, by covering stuff. But I definitely got some other stuff in the works. I kind of want to like do something like every month, every other month for a while. I love the idea of putting out some cover songs, especially with your kind of the, the rap, the rock, the pop kind of twist on that. Cause I feel like taking a Shania Twain and running it through that filter is going to sound really cool. Yeah. I definitely found a way to like, put some rap on it I'll say that (laughs) that's gonna be so fun I'm so looking forward to that awesome well before we wrap this up here where can people find you at online all of my socials you can find me just by typing in Hales Nation same with music platforms it should come up everywhere if you type that in which is nice, like we talked about. And yeah, I mean, keep an eye out for my podcast. I have no idea when it's going to come out, but it's it's going to be fun to talk about anything and everything, paranormal, spirituality, astrology. I'll probably read everyone's birth chart on it. Oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to have you on mine when I start it. Yes, please read my birth chart because I've always wanted to have it done and I've like tried Googling it myself and I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> oh, I for sure would. It'd be fun. Awesome. Cool. Well, I'm really looking forward to hearing your podcast when it does come out and hearing all the music that you got down the pipeline too because if it's anything close to what you've put out so far, it's going to be great. Thank you so much and thanks for doing this podcast. I love seeing people around here doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of my outlet. I just, uh, I started a new job. I'm not a radio DJ anymore as of last week. So yeah. I'm like, I got to do something that still scratches that itch. And yeah. it's kind of nice because I get to do everything on my own terms. There's no one telling me how or why or what to do. So That's super nice. I feel you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Small Town Tourist Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Minky Graves. Our theme song is That's My Hometown by Aaron Simmons. You can find him online, aaronsimmonsmusic.com, and wherever you stream music. Be sure to check out the blog, thesmalltowntourist.com, and follow on Instagram, at thesmalltowntourist.